What's up? This bacon is my podcast. I'm Jimmy. I am Mike. And we are proud to be part of the Deluxe Edition Network. That is right, the Den. That's right. Hashtag the Den. We are part of an awesome network with a number of fantastic podcasts, such as History I'd Like to Fuck mm-hmm. or Hilf Podcast, Barrel Age Chicks, Barrel Age Flicks, yeah. Spoil My Movie, Deluxe Edition Podcast. Man, I could go on forever. You could, but we won't. So you can go Beard watch. Laws. Go listen, go watch, check them all out now. In a Deluxe pickle. Deluxe Edition Network. Right now, deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Follow it on social media's Deluxe Edition Network. What's your bacon? Hey. hey it's Mike. me. I'm the problem, it's me. I don't think you're the problem. You know what the problem is? Nobody knows where to find us online. That's the problem. Well, They're I like, think there's... Sometimes I go to YouTube. Sometimes... I want to go to Spotify. Sometimes, how do I know where I can find everything bacon? You know, you know what there is. There's one place that has everything, all encompassing. It's baconismypodcast.com. A solution. Exactly. You ever want to listen to our music? Yeah. Or know where to find us on YouTube? Yeah. Or on Apple Music? Yeah. Spotify? Yes. Maybe grab some shirts. Mm, find some sponsors. Find some sweet deals mm-hmm. on some sodas from gr- drinkwildbills.com or maybe some beard product from Mythical Beards. Maybe you want to pick up a Poddex. Use the promo code BACON on all of those websites and get 10% off. But if you can't remember that, just go to baconismypodcast.com, hit sponsors, you're right there. Yeah. It tells you everything. Find everything about us. Leave us a comment, ask us a question, and always remember to ask yourselves every single day. What's your bacon? What's your bacon? Enjoying the the national holiday that is the Super Bowl. I always <laughs> laugh at how much more like commercialized and like forced into like the the commerce and the spectacle and the marketing of it all. Oh yeah. You know yeah. It's it's crazy. It's it's and it's I watched an interesting breakdown recently where they were talking about how much actual football game is shown yeah. on your screen during yeah. the presentation of a normal like three to four hour football football game, game. Yeah. and it's something like thirty eight minutes. <laughs> yeah, and, and now that Taylor Swift is so seamlessly integrated into the whole, she's picture. taken over. Yeah, well, she's taken over, but you know how much time she has been typically shown? Oh, twenty eight seconds. Wow. <laughs> right? That's it. Science. That's how much time she's on screen during oh, yeah. football games, and people are losing their fucking minds. <laughs> Crazy. I'm like, I've seen Matthew McConaughey a lot at a lot of games. Nobody loses their minds. He's upset. Nobody's upset that Matt McConaughey's watching the game. Taylor Swift so. is just is just so easy to uh to 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 not like, I guess. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She's, but, and now, like, there's all these conspiracies about, oh, well, now games are getting rigged because of her. And she's, right. she's <laughs> not actually going out with, uh, Cleese. You know, right. That's, she's, that's, uh, that's put out by the Democrats. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. All these weird theories they got. So I don't know. I love it. I hope they're all true. <laughs> I, hope, I sincerely, with all my heart, <laughs> I hope that's all found out to be true. Bacon! Bacon is my podcast! Bacon! Bacon is my podcast!
I'm excited. I'm excited to have you back on. Uh, welcome to the discussion. I'm sorry. Welcome to Bakers of My Podcast, yeah. Yeah. where we have Andrew from Project 86 returning because... Still talking. If you guys saw seven right. questions, you know. We're you, know you know what this is. Uh, We're here. But I'm excited because he's here to talk about the second part of the Omni record that we talked about in the last episode. Yes. If you're watching this, he just had a sold-out release spectacularly successful incredibly successful online uh release show mm -hmm. and that's that's how we're selling that yeah because that's what it's going to be exactly it's already sold out so manifesting um so if you saw it jump in the comments and talk about how you saw it and let uh, let everybody else know where where they should go see it and where they should go find some project 86 stuff yeah but welcome to the show man yeah welcome thanks, back thanks for having me back man that's yeah all, all i can say you guys are you guys are really cool and uh no. Yeah, right. we had a blast last I'm time. I'm excited that you're excited. So yeah, yeah. Well, Go. so so when we were when we were talking the last time, you know, we were talking about how the omniverse is going to be this like this big thing, and and you, you were talking about the video games and the and the books and the, all of the things that are going to yeah also be attached to it, and it for, like it it kind of sat inside me for a bit, and I was like, that's so cool, mm -hmm. such an awesome concept. I love the idea of a, an expanded world and stuff like that. And um, so my wife and I, we were, we were talking and, uh, you know, sometimes as a writer, you kind of need to freshen things up a little bit because sometimes we, we all go to the, that, that place in ourselves that, that just sucks because mm -hmm. we just need some content. So we go back, we mine a little bit, and then we suck for a few days because we were just mining in those spots. And uh, or we're retreading. You're right. Nothing right. You're retreading it. Uh, but the concept record idea really resonated with me. So I I started uh, writing a concept record, and oh, yeah. I uh, I actually I'm I'm using you as a as a reference and and you know a little bit of Deer Hunter, the Deer Hunter. Um, yeah. And yeah, man, I I just love the 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 whole concept record idea that you've got going on and i love the fact that you uh you know i've heard in recent interviews that you're kind of like all right well this might be it for project 86 but now you've kind of turned things around and it's going to be kind of rebranded and you're going to expand on this universe and I, I was just curious as to like how much more you think you're going to be expanding on this universe and are you going to be doing like other albums or uh like different sequencing and stuff like that i know you're talking about the movie and and stuff so like where where are you at on that all those things so they're all really great questions uh first let me say that when this whole process started a few years ago it started with an announcement of me basically saying hey, i'm going to do one last project record and that's it and the way that i felt at the time was creatively boxed in where i felt like you know the band the band had done a lot of records uh, some of which you know in the later catalog were less beloved than the early catalog right mm -hmm. and feeling like you know we've tried a lot of different things along the way sonically i just don't feel like under the name or under the guise or the perception of what project 86 is or has been or what people believe it to be there's much left to prove or accomplish creatively right 
And so I went into making this double album, not really knowing what left there was to do. You know what I mean? I felt yeah. pretty like, I don't know what I'm going to do here that I haven't already done because the previous few records, when we sat down to write them, it was like, okay, here's some riffs. You know what I mean? Here's some parts. Here's what we want to go for. Like I always have a vision or an idea or a theme or whatever I want to try to pursue. But when it comes down to the sonics, um, it always comes down to like, okay, here's what the guitar is doing. Here's what the bass is doing. Here's what the drums are doing. You know, and you end up repeating yourself, you know, as you're coming up with ideas. Like, nah, we did that on album four. We did that on yeah. album two. We did that on album seven. And that gets very frustrating because you start realizing, oh, you know, it's really hard to come up with fresh stuff. Sure. So my, my only recourse as I really sat in that idea, and I, we didn't go down the road very far before I started sitting in this idea, the reality of it. It's like, well, what do I really want to do that I've never done? If, if all things were equal and there were no inhibitions, you know, money wasn't an object, you know, collaboration was not an object. If I could do anything that I wanted to do, what would I do? What have I always wanted to do that I've never done? And started asking myself those questions and being honest with myself about it. That was a really great process for me because it got me in a completely different headspace. Uh, to the point where I came to the conclusion that I needed to kind of drop a bomb on the perception that was my own band and completely like relinquish myself from the obligation of what project 86 is supposed to be right sure so the answers were i want to do something way heavier uh a lot more like sci-fi leaning or I, these are bad words but like this is where my mind goes sci-fi meets like cyberpunk meets dystopian you know Somewhere in that. Oh, where's so, Yeah. Um, because I love that kind of media as much as been right. as it's been done so many times. Whenever I'm on a streaming platform and I'm and I don't know what to watch, I look for that. You know what I mean? Right. Like if I'm looking for a book and I see that there's a well reviewed post apocalyptic thriller, mystery, whatever, I'm gonna grab that book, you know? Yeah. When I think of the films and the and the stories that have inspired me over the years, a lot of it is that kind of content. And so I'm like, this is the stuff I love. This is the stuff that inspires me. So that really more extreme music than Project 86 has been known for, especially in recent history. Project 86 became a rock band after our second record. Yeah. And we sort of always stayed in that space, like the mm -hmm. rock or hard rock, post-hardcore kind of intersection of those ideas. And I always remember going to like music festivals and seeing friends' bands play who were heavier or more metal or more hardcore or whatever and feeling jealous, feeling, ah, I, I know the way that that breakdown makes me feel. And I wish my band did more stuff like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So all, having that stuff built up in me. Also, like, I've always been a writer, like, first, like, more so than even like a front man or a lyricist, or a songwriter, or any of those hats, I've always been a writer first. What that means is I like telling stories. And so that's where the whole thematic, uh, concept-based element um, comes in for me. And, and I've taken a stab at that a couple of times. 
throughout my career. And I've learned some lessons about how to structure and strategize a piece of content like that. So executing that was not as hard as it's been in the past. Like it came pretty, pretty naturally. Um, but I wanted to take it one step further and actually like build a world. I yeah. was like, okay, all things being equal, what do I want to do here? Well, I want to be like C.S. Lewis or something. You know what I mean? Right, like, yeah. Build a world that has its own rules, that has its own terminology, that has its own laws and, and everything, you know? Uh, and that's a monumental endeavor, and that's not something you finish with one piece of work, right? So I came to the conclusion that there, inside of all these hankerings and all of these like sort of lifelong dreams that I've never totally executed or, or explored fully, throughout my music career, that there was a lot there and there was a, a natural story that came about that tied in a lot of the current events at the time that we were seeing come to fruition in the world surrounding, you know, pandemic and mm -hmm. like, you know, you're seeing like global powers coming to the forefront of the right, narrative right. and like there's a lot of wild things happening in the world. And alongside of that, and this has always been my um my big uh area of concern i guess is we're we're becoming increasingly reliant upon technology for our day-to-day -day living yeah yeah and technology is facilitating power structures to be um to be consolidated and to be you know the way that that the human civilization is aggressively uh, uh accelerating forward into a technological age uh, is frightening. And so there's a lot in there to talk about for me. Sure. And so Omni, when you boil it all down, is a universe where there's a, a global technocracy and there's essentially a one world state, not a government, but a big tech company that sort of runs everything. And it's out in the open. As much as big tech companies sort of manipulate everything behind the scenes right now, Right. In my world that I'm imagining, you know, 15 years into the future, this big tech company runs it all. Yeah. They invent an application. And this is where transhumanism, that's been my great obsession in recent history is the, the concepts of transhumanism. Um, this is where transhumanism and, and the idea of it plays a big role in the omni universe is this big tech company invents an application that gives people the option to live perpetually in a metaverse. Mm -hmm. And so what would that do to our psyches? What would that do to the individual? How would that redefine what it means to be alive and to be human and exploring all of that? So there's a lot in there with human nature, with our relationship with technology, with our relationship with God, with our relationship with ourselves as God you know, and, and all, all that would contain, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So um, to specifically answer your question, I think it's infinite as far as how far I would want to take this. It's just a matter of do people like it? You know what I mean? Yeah, are there right, right. people that are willing to like subscribe to the Patreon, buy a t-shirt, right, right. come to a show? You know, buy a piece of vinyl. If there's enough people that pay enough money to do those things because they're excited 
about what I'm trying to build here, then it can keep going because I'm really excited about it. And I will tell you, like the response has been phenomenal. Like, oh, this this new yeah. this part two, uh, I love it. I Me too. It, it I I Army Part One was great. Army Part Two is insanely good. Like. Thanks, man. It, it feels it feels like a different record sonically a little bit. Uh, I feel like the intensity but, got ramped up. Yeah, you know, like if you if you are in the middle of a story, you know, we talked about Empire before. Yeah, how how you know New Hope kind of set you up and got you to know the characters and got you to get a background of things and and showed you kind of where this thing could go, and then. Empire comes in and it's more intense. It, the the narrative just like blows up. Yeah. Um, and and I feel like listening to both um, kind of back to back, they they don't sound. It's not like they sound radically different. But no, it, no, it, no. It's it, like they. It's not like one's like, oh man, I liked them better when they were. Yeah. <laughs> their old days when they were. Yeah. It's yeah. not like that at all. But it's like it's it's everything and then a slightly bigger more intense version of it yeah that kind of hits you in the face a little bit more so you feel yeah. a little bit more of that that the the angst or the rage or the or the you know what's coming through in the music you're kind of like internalizing it differently right between those two which is what i kind of got out of like listening to him and i love it too i'm i'm with him man it's fucking great thank you guys man that means a lot and you know you, we do this thing because we want to make people stoked we want to yeah reaction. what's up buddy you i know it's i know it's cold indeed so you want to get the sweaters going no no i reject that and i'll tell you why I'll why you why. But why would you do that well you don't put gloves on furry hands do you well no no you don't so you know what i like to keep my beanbag clean like my palms yes that's right the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra is out now. It's got the skin safe technology you yes, used it to. Does. It's got the LED light like you used to. It's but this one, it's got the foil blade. Oh my god, the foil blade. It's nice for the crevasse. Exactly. So it, you know, hooks you know, up your nether regions. Goes right up the Mississippi on Ex the one side <laughs> and the Rio Grande on the other side. Exactly. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code BACONPOD for 20% off, plus free shipping yeah indeed. and it's not even just for this right no it's you can anything on there exactly especially our favorite our favorite the crop mops the ball and butt wipes if you see us we always give them out we'll hand them to you exactly They'll but be in the package it's okay if you don't see us manscape.com promo code bacon pod 20 percent off of those bad boys free shipping mm -hmm. and always remember to ask yourself what's your bacon join host dave houghton and sarah ray pallet as they examine the less glamorous side of sports with their podcast, In a Pickle. Follow IAP Radio on social media by going to iapradio.com. In a Pickle is now part of the Den Network. For more information, go to iapradio.com. And one of, you know, you asked a while ago, or, you know, in the previous segment, you know, about unwritten laws. One of my unwritten laws is I make music and content and stories and such for me first, because if I can make myself excited about it or give myself chills when I hear it, 
then I think maybe someone else will get will re- react to it the same way. Sure. Uh, we have a lot of songwriters that have been on the show and a lot of songwriters and musicians that listen to the show. And I think that little piece of reality is the most important thing, in my view, that that a, a creator of any kind can can hear <laughs> from yeah. this right now. Well, is, it's it's counterintuitive and it's yeah. like it's like um, when you're riding a motorcycle, you, you turn the wheel the opposite direction in order mm-hmm. to go the other direction mm-hmm. it's right it's that idea so it's very easy to think about especially in in the current context that we live in like music's yeah. not really an industry like it was you know 25 years ago True. 20 years ago it's it's extremely difficult to even get people to pay attention because there's so much noise out there well we're in a world of singles and you're releasing a double album you know, right that's that's a hefty task but yeah. yeah, yeah. So you want to avoid the trap of thinking about the audience first because that will dilute whatever you're creating. The only way you're going, you have a chance to connect with an audience is if what you're making causes them to feel something. And usually that means it has to be authentic. Yeah. And in order for it to be honest, authentic, it has to, it, it has to be it has to be something that comes from very deep within you, you know, and uh, yeah, I, I, I've fallen into that trap a lot of, a lot of, sure, a lot of spots and a lot of moments throughout my journey in making music. And every single time I do, it's obvious. Uh, yeah. I don't know how the bands exist that are able to like write the same record over and over and over again, yeah. or like, manufacture singles or whatever like i've never had any luck with that whenever whenever the thought process is what's gonna you know you know make people stoked first right it's always but yeah. right because you know what whenever whenever i say McDonald's. yeah whenever i say screw everyone else yeah. what do i want to do all of a sudden i make something that people really like and w- that's something in this process taught me is that I, there were a lot of battles I had to fight with every single member of my team who thankfully are still, we're all still friends. We all still work together. We're all right, yeah. still good. There are a lot of really tough decisions I had to make that no one else at the time who was participating in it necessarily understood. Mm. Or I feel like if there's, if there's no arguments or there's no, not fights, but no right. contention, if there's none, then there's not enough people giving enough of a shit yeah yeah you know that's true. like that's true i think that's i just thing. i was just like super stubborn in this time and said nope this is what i want it's yeah. like omni part one like we're comparing omni part one to omni part two omni part two has several songs on there that were written for omni part one that i cut because okay. i didn't think it fit the vibe the vibe I wanted was a little bit more cinematic, a little bit more glacial in pace. There are a lot of slower moments, mm-hmm. but yeah. I wanted it all to feel like one ominous building thought uh, because I knew that where we're going to end up with part two was going to be, you know, yeah. right. So it, to have that contrast and, and as it shaped up, I was thinking, you know, I don't know, man, uh, I don't see how Omni Part Two is is going to top Part One, and then we got deeper into it. I was like, "Oh no, 
people are going to like this more um, because of that immediacy. Yeah. And I love that because we kind of saved the best for last. And um, I'd love to say that that was like the intention from the very beginning wasn't. That's just sort of how it worked. <laughs> well, out. you can say it. No one can, no one can argue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We can talk yeah. about authenticity and then you can say whatever you want. Right. Sure. <laughs> well, yeah. 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 But that's all. I also think, I, I think, um, you know, going back to like having that idea of pleasing yourself, uh, I think it, what it feeds into personally, my, my own kind of like opinion as I wrestle with this all the time too, is I think what, when you connect to people that you would connect with in a regular conversation that are like you, it's a deeper connection. When you say something that's funny to everyone in the room, it's shallow and it's not sure. quite that connection. So when you write something that's not maybe not quite as authentic, maybe you got a great hook, maybe you got something that's going to resonate with everybody, but it's going to resonate with everybody for a very short period of time. Right. Whereas right. when you write for yourself, you're going to connect with people that you would connect with anyway. And therefore, mm. it's immediately a deeper connection. And, yeah. and those are the people that stick with you. Yeah. You know? Um, at least that's, that's kind yeah. of what I, what I think, you know, um, yeah. and I think that's what makes great songwriters. Yeah. You know, hits make great songwriters too. There are people sure. that can do that. That's awesome. Um, and, and they can be like, yo, I'm going to write a, a top hit that's going to last for five months. And then I'll write another top hit in whatever style is big after that. And they can do that and they can pump them out. And that's cool. You know what and, I mean? Like that that's 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 important too. There's know. something I wanted to say as well. I, I'm the only one speaking here, obviously. Right. Like, this whole omni thing is definitely kind of my brainchild, but there were a lot of people that worked on this. Like I'm not right. sitting down and playing every instrument and you know, I gotta give a shout to all the people that, that touch this thing, whether it's you know, Darren King or um Abishai Collingsworth or Matt Marquez or Corey Brandon or Matt Putman, Michael Palmquist, Bo Burchell, George Lever, uh, you know, Philip Ferris was in there. Like I've got a lot of guys who've worked on this thing. Grayson Stewart, yeah. a lot of, lot of talented people um, that really helped me accomplish this thing. But the thing that was cool, man, is everybody who touched this thing played ball with me they were like we want to help you accomplish the thing that you're hearing and that you're seeing and that you're imagining we want to make That's people awesome. feel the way that you were wanting you all want to make make them feel um so it was cool because when you're kind of like the showrunner role it's fun to like watch the different parts of the the team move the whole machine forward right mm -hmm. right and the process was definitely um it was a bigger squad but the process was really enjoyable because there was more like you know flag flank flag planting moments where 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 is oh, okay and now i'm hearing this this is going to be amazing you know like really exciting parts along the way and the fact that we worked on the two parts of the double album separately meant i got to experience those moments you know twice as much so that was really really fulfilling that's awesome can I, you remember a moment walking into it sorry i don't mean to step on you um can you remember a moment like from so you from the conceptualization 
to starting the process of making it music and what it is and creating uh was there a point that you can remember where like you sat back and kind of like we're in the moment and we're like this is going to be fucking awesome like and you and you felt that you had that pretty early pretty yeah. early uh the first song on Omni Part One is a song called Apotheosis. Mm -hmm. It's off the whole record, and it's this slow building track. Uh, and I remember when we were working on it, it was like getting a big plane off the ground. And um, I remember exactly what happened this day. So we had some basic ideas. The way this process would always start is I would come in with like uh, kind of a list of notes. I had a couple voice memos, and then I had some other pieces of music that I would show people that are always like way out there in left field. That was one thing that, you know, my squad was always looking at me sideways about. I was like, all right, we're going to write this incredibly heavy song. And the starting point is Nicki Minaj. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. It, was, it was always something like that really like yeah. left field because I hate the whole, like, cause we've done it for so long. All right. What's the riff? No. We're not doing that. Yeah, right. We're not going to do that. We're not going to say, what's the chorus? What's right. the verse? Don't think that way. Let's start with emotions. Let's start with pictures. Let's start with a story. Here's what's happening. Here's what I'm visualizing. We need to score this part of this story that I've already written in my brain. That seemed to help guys. Like, oh, okay. I see where you're going with this. Right, right. Yeah, it makes a lot so, of sense. We'd written a few pieces of the puzzle for that song, but it hadn't really come together yet. I'm like, I'm hungry. And I drove to Buffalo Wildlands and I came back and the guys had been working while I was gone and enough of it came together. There was some glue that happened where right. I heard it and I heard it. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't done. That's awesome. I heard it. I heard what it was going to be. And I was like, Oh, this is going to be amazing. <laughs> This is going to be amazing. People are going to love this because I got nice. chills and I was just like, all right. Yes. Yes. More of this. Let's go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it, it's so cool that you, you're, you're like talking about this process. Cause like I said, I, I'm like starting to write mine and, and, uh, and yet I, I, I took an idea that I had like a sound that I had from a long time ago. I was never really able to, to fit it anywhere into any of my projects that I was working with at the time. And I kind of used that as a guideline. And then, you know, I brought, I brought a buddy of mine, Joey in and all of a sudden, like you said, certain things just kind of open up. And when you're talking about the story, yeah, you can have a story on paper, but then when you're like, okay, well, the, what beats do you have to hit? And when you hit this beat, what does this song have to sound like? You you have to navigate that stuff. Like you have to get the emotion and forward the story and all that kind of stuff. So like hearing you talk about that is like, yeah, I feel I've, I've been I, exactly that. <laughs> exactly that. I've, awesome. uh, you know, just everything from, you know, just like a straight up rock song to uh, like a, a super cheesy early 2000s pop rock song, like third eye blind kind of thing to uh you know to a completely no guitars and symphony piano with a drum beat in the background kind of thing right so yeah i 
I, I'm with you, man. I, I love the the gamut that you that you run and and yeah, when you when you present certain things to certain people, they're kind of like, I don't know about that. And it's like, no, you, you, it, we're not writing a a rock record. We're writing a story, and yeah, I'm getting pretty excited because it's almost time to grill. It's always time to grill. You know why? I Because I, I use GrillYourAssOff.com. All their stuff is fucking fantastic. Well, I will say you don't even have to grill outside, even though you do all year round. I don't all year round, but I use all their stuff inside as well. Yes, exactly. So I still get the flavors. Exactly. Everything from their seasoning to their sauces to their hot sauces. And you know what? They also provide delicious snacks. They do. We actually tried some on the show. We got some uh, cowboy-style beef jerky right here. Their jerky is really, really good. It's really flavorful, really delicious, and you can have your own. If you go to grillyourassoff.com, if you go to grillyourassoff.com, use the promo code BACON, and you get 10% off your entire order. Nice. And not only will you be helping us out, but you'll be helping out veterans and first first responders yeah. because this company is veteran owned and it's super badass and we love these guys almost a day one sponsor with this show that's true and we are going to support them forever super check cool guys check out their site check it out taste the freedom if you don't know what you want to get go ahead and use their uh, product finder quiz yes set yourself up figure something out right now over at greeterassoff.com and always remember to ask yourself What's your bacon? What's your bacon? Or what's on your bacon? Bunker bacon bur- bourbon barbecue sauce. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. That now, hits. the implication of that usually is that is the least listenable song <laughs> to, or, or, or album in the band's discography, right? So right. You, right. you hear that, and the average music consumer is like, ah, oh, man, they're doing a concept record. That means it's <laughs> going to be songs. It's just going to be a bunch of... Right. It's, it's basically the, the music takes the backseat to the narrative. Right? right. Right. So going into this, it was like, we're not doing that. <laughs> it was like, yeah, right, this right, is right. still going to be the best music that we've done. And we're going to well, have still hooks, songs. You know? But we're talking about the bigger picture of what we're trying to communicate with those songs, how they all tie together, and the ebb and flow of a greater piece of music. And that's yes. what's more work. There's more intention that goes into it, but it's more fun to make, for sure. And that's what people don't understand. It's like, you got to make this stuff fun and interesting. You have to be passionate about it when you're doing it. Or, or, yeah, or what's going to come out is going to be lame. It's not going to be yeah, good. It's yeah. not going to be as good as, as things you've done in the past. And with my band, the, the measuring stick was always the second album that Project 86 ever made, right? Drawing right, by clients. Yeah. I was always trying to live up to that. I remember, it was funny when we were starting to do this record. I was talking with one of the guys I was working with, and he asked me, you know, what's the bar? And I said, well, you know, if you ask anyone, the bar is Drawing by clients, our second record. Said, okay, we're going to beat that. I'm like, oh, I don't know. I've been trying to do that for quite a while. Um, and then I feel like we did. It's something different. You know, right. it's not the same thing. And that's why I've been telling people, look, Project 86 made 10 records. Getting back to my original point of like destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, in this process, I wanted to put to rest a chapter of my career and my personal creative story, right? Uh, 
and what I realized is this album, Omni, it's not a Project 86 album. It says Project 86 on it, uh, but it's not a Project 86 album. Project 86 was a rock band that made 10 records. This is P86 Omni, which is tied to that, but a new incarnation, a completely mm-hmm. new thought, completely new sound, and it's all going to be set in this world. I, you know, this sounds cheesy, but like I don't know how else to put it. P86 Omni is cyberpunk metal set in the Omniverse. And I think that's a cool like ring to it. Because it's yeah, I don't think that of, sounds cheesy. I think that no, sounds like no. I think that sounds like something I'd be into checking out. Yeah, you know? exactly. yeah. and so it's all, you know, I'm debating this right now with the Patreon community. So we did Omni Part One, which tells a literal story that I've written a book for, mm-hmm. and I'm literally, literally just about to hand that off to the editor. Um, oh, so nice. close, and that will be awesome. like out, um, barring some like big agent stepping in and pitching it to big publishers and pushing right. it back two years, which is always on the table, but right. that should be out and done very soon um, if that scenario doesn't happen. And I'm feeling really good about it. Um, That's awesome. So the Omni Part 1 is basically kind of told from the perspective of the protagonist, right? Um, a lot of it, at least. And then the book that I've written is the same story, but told through the eyes of a character in this world who's sort of a participant, but also a victim. But he's the character in the story is he's in the middle. So he, on one hand, works for the technocracy very, very high up, but he also comes from the background. Um, his family background is more from the side that would fight against it. Right. So he's caught in the middle of like where does his allegiance lie basically and as the truth unfolds about what this technocracy what omni really is and what they've engineered he has to make a decision and so i i feel like that's a fun a fun uh approach in in looking at this same series of events through different characters eyes Yep. And what kind of what kind of detective storyboards did you have in your room that were like, this is the story of the record, this is the story of the book, which is from a different character? How the hell did you keep all that? Like, well, it's it's a lot, and (laughs) I've had I've had to simplify it along the way. It's still pretty complex because of all the detail in the world building. Like, I have to remember that. Like, that's amazing. So, I'm a pretty detail-oriented brain. I've always been nerdy about everything that I'm into. So whether it's, you know, when I was a kid, I played sports, but I was very nerdy about sports. Like, Mm -hmm. I followed the teams, the players, the, the, you know, I knew everything that there was about the stuff that I liked. But I was also equally nerdy about music. Right. And video games, for that matter. Like, I was into all kinds of stuff, and books, and school, even. Like, so... You have to understand that this idea has been brewing in me for a really long time, and I've been working out the bits and pieces of it along the way. But yeah, I, dude, I have all kinds of documents and yeah, that's incredible. physical documents as well as like on the computer, on the phone, timelines and character profiles and all kinds of 
parts to this thing um, that are ongoing still. Like even now at this stage where I'm really close to this third draft being done, I'm going through, I was like, ah, that, that detail doesn't line up with something that came in. You know, this detail in chapter seven doesn't totally line up with the detail I remember from chapter three. Right. So I need to change the timeline there. So, I, but the kind of the backbone of it is, is a is a timeline. So a timeline of events, yeah. and that is sort of the structure of the whole story that I'm telling. That's about. incredible. So cool. That's super cool, man. It's so cool. I it, it, I can't wait know, to read the book. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that's awesome. Actually, so that blows my mind. It was funny because when you first came on, I was very like laser focused on consuming consuming the record Omni Part One. Mm. And we had notes and we had a whole bunch of notes, uh, you know, and you browse through them and you're like, okay, cool. I remember this. I remember this. Mm -hmm. um, and it wasn't until recently that, uh, you know, when you, when you reached, had reached out, I, I've been a fan of yours for a really long time, your music for a really long time, but just being so, being so like enthralled in Omni part one, and it's a different sonic, like sonically, way different record than what you've done in the past. But I mean, I'm talking way back. Like I was, we were talking about concerts that we've gone to, and uh, I was talking about Roseland Ballroom, uh, mm. Hammerstein and stuff. And there was a, I'm gonna say 2000, 2001. I went to, I went to two shows in like the span of four days, and it was. The bands on the bills were like Incubus, Deftones, Lincoln Park, Head PE, POD, just all these. And I just, because it was in, in four days, all the bands got jumbled up. So I'm like, all right, well, I got to figure it out. So I went to setlist.fm, going through all the things. I saw, I saw you guys at, uh, I think it was Roseland. I got a, mm -hmm. I think it was Roseland Ballroom. It was you guys, Head PE, POD, and, uh, this little band that opened the uh, Lincoln Park. Yeah, they were the opener. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I was like, "Holy crap!" I've been I've known him for like his music for this long, and then you look back. I looked back at the notes, and it was like, "Hold on, his band song was in a WWE video game on PS2." And then I go back and I listen to it. I'm like. I, that was my entrance theme. As I walked out, that was my entrance theme. There were a lot more connection points than you even right. remember. Yeah. You were somebody, you were his creator wrestler's entrance theme. Yeah. Probably that's, mine That's huge. Which is awesome. Yeah. Which which is so, awesome. so it's really cool like to finally make that connection. And it all just kind of happened in the past like month that you and I have been talking again. And it's all interesting because you can see how many of our notes we don't get to because we just get in the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> We have all these notes, and it's like we never even get to them. We were like, "Ah, oh, shit! We could have asked him this, this, this." But uh, yeah, better. it's better this way. But yeah, yeah, I, I, I just uh, I wanted to bring that up because because uh, yeah, and uh, that's fun though. I love that. Yeah. Um. So like, moving forward with with Omni, the release, all the the yeah. Omniverse. You got Omni Fest that uh, that just happened uh, as this comes out. So it's happening. Is a huge success. Yeah. Uh, so like it did sell out we, almost a month before. I, yeah, it's been it's been sold out. It's been absolutely exactly. sold out. Yeah. So so, which is amazing. How do you how do you how do you see uh, moving forward with uh, Project Eighty Six in terms of like playing out and 
putting new things out. Uh, do you guys, do you see, I know that, that, you know, when it comes to touring, it's very hard nowadays, it's costs and everything like that. But well, do you I mean, see with like your production project... and everything you're doing also, yeah. how do you take that on the road? Yeah. I mean... But like, a, but, but project 86 moving forward, do you see it being like a, like more of a, okay, we're going to come out and we're going to do some, we're going to do Omni stuff. Or, or are you going to do like a little bit of the Omni stuff, do some of the old records and whatnot, especially since you are doing this flip, this, this P86 Omni? Yeah. So this is a good question. I want to give the people that have been loyal followers of the band and who are you know, passionate about the older catalog an opportunity to experience those songs again live, um, given that, you know, we're not doing 200 tour dates this year. Right. So uh, I want to at some point when we feel like this album cycle is at its conclusion, um, which will probably be nine to 12 months from now. I want to put an endpoint on the old material. I, I want to retire it. You know, does that mean we'll never play it again? I don't want to say that. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. But to me, it means something to say goodbye to those songs and put them in their proper place so that I can be freed up in here to focus solely on this new thing that I feel is really exciting. And I think other people do as well. And I felt like there's a leap of faith involved in doing that that is freeing for me psychologically and yeah. emotionally. Yeah. That needs to happen because you know Project 86 accomplished some really cool things as an underground band. There's also a lot of heartache associated with it for me. There's a lot of drama associated with it for me. There's a lot of disappointment associated in it for me. And to be able to put that in its place in the rear view, not to completely distance myself from it, but to creatively uh, segregate it in my mind is like, it's a gold to me. I cannot explain how pivotal that is and how I touched upon that throughout the process of making this record. The more I leaned into that, the better I felt. And yeah. it was just like, I mean, I don't know what this means. You know what I mean? I don't know if it means that I'm abandoning like all the people who support me or if they're going to come with me into this new thing. You know, or how much I have to like segregate the two, still sorting all of that out. But right. I definitely see that let's play these old project songs as a part of playing a lot of new Omni material at the album release show, at the subsequent shows over the next year. And then let's retire them. Maybe we come back to them in five years or something. Maybe we yeah. don't. I know that we have a lot of really good songs on this double album that we can fill an entire set with that people will really enjoy singing along to and moshing to and experiencing. So it's not that they won't miss Spy Hunter and all these other songs, you know, but I'm just, I feel like that's the right thing to do right now at this stage for me. Well, I, just think too, I think too, from like a, like a production standpoint too, it, with, with the Omni double album, you can you can do something way more than just a rock show with it, totally. and you can 
you can create just a complete immersive experience that can tell the story. It's like, hey, come to this show, but you're seeing a movie. It's like a cross between a movie and a play. And like, there's so much stuff that can be done production wise Mm -hmm. when you're when you're just approaching this particular thing and you could tell that story in a in a set i think it's awesome i think it's such a cool concept what's up fam yeah bacon listeners everyone to help out the show everyone to know a little bit more about what goes on behind the scenes here at perhaps perhaps keep these glasses a little bit fuller mine's empty yeah go over to patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast where you can get additional content including tastings yeah you can get cooking shows you can get early ad free shows that's right and at even the lowest tier come participate with us every week in our discussion and drinks episode where we hang out with you our bim squad you're a part of the show join us hang out weigh in on everything that we're talking about weigh in on everything maybe be a part of the show exactly it's happened join join the bim squad yeah Get your first week for free mm, over right at patreon.com slash bacon is my podcast. What's you know? bacon? Appreciate it, can, it can be as simple as a branding thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. something out, calling it P86. P86 Omni. So P86 it's all Omni, set right, in this world. Yeah. All accompanying, uh, encompassing. That, that immediately takes people's brains off of Project 86 yeah. so they don't feel like Oh, I'm going to see a band I love that's not playing the songs I want to play. There, exactly. There's enough yeah. of it to associate, but there's not so much of it that they feel like like they're missing out on something or owed something. Yeah, yeah and it's it's creating expectations as well. Yeah, and yeah. Finding expectations, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys had asked me something earlier that I wanted to address that I realized I hadn't answered yet, and you brought up you know, the the film element, the visual element. Sure, yeah. I want to talk about that for a minute. You know, as uh, as we start making visuals for Omni Part One, doing these music videos, the goal in mind was to take this narrative and turn it into a visual album, which would function as like a film. Basically, mm-hmm. it takes all the songs of the album, and they were written with that in mind. Basically, a little bit more like scorey versus like, um, you know banger after banger after banger like part two. Uh, As we got further and further into that idea, the more we realized, A, in order to do it right, we're going to need a lot more time and a lot more resources. Mm -hmm. Right. So part of that factored into uh, a decision that was made recently, and, and I'll come back to this, because there's another piece of the equation that factored into making a, a little bit of a pivot here. As I got deeper into the storybook, uh, which, you know, I'm doing all of this backwards, right? So normally right. you write all the stuff, you write the book first. Right. And then you do the stuff that comes after. I just, you know, in the interest of time, it was like, last record, I'm going to do a book. I'm going to do music. I'm going to do all this stuff. There wasn't like this well thought out like strategy (laughs) i'm doing this we're rolling yeah we're rolling and we're gonna it's gonna be mayhem and let's see what happens so a lot of decisions are retroactive right uh but as the book has come together and i i've gotten a people a few people's eyes on it uh 
the consensus has been, the small consensus has been, you know, this is really good. It can be a standalone story. You could, if you wanted to, make this into something that is a standalone piece of media that is independent uh, from your fan base for your band. Sure. And so there's always that ceiling there with my band. We only have so many people that follow us. The type of music we play isn't exactly like accessible to like the average person, right? Especially the newer stuff, it is definitely you have to be a fan of really aggressive music. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. But as someone who doesn't want the story because I'm a writer first to be this sort of afterthought, as I started receiving that feedback, I'm like, okay. This can't just be a lyrical explanation, exposition, you know what I mean, process. This book can't just be taking each song and just, here's what the lyrics are about. It needs to be what I want and have imagined and dreamt it could be. And it has become that. So now, given the two pieces of the puzzle I just mentioned, where it was like, we need more time and money to do this the right way. And B... Uh, the fact that the story has come together better than I expected. Now, the way I want to approach this is instead of trying to cram in a visual album into an album cycle that is starting to pass us by, right? I don't want to operate with that idea uh, in such a way that we shortchange it because we're rushing it. Sure. You know what I mean? Because that's the worst thing you can do. I mean, this album took forever to do, and I heard... I read messages on like, you know, groups and comments and posts. People saying, "Oh, Chinese democracy." I'm like, <laughs> you only knew how much this isn't the case. Right, right. <laughs> I'd love to go back and and talk to those people now who said that a year ago, you know, right? You know, or a year and a half ago, because now this album's out. It's, you know, it came out really, really good. Yeah. Um, so it's the same thing with these other pieces of the puzzle. They're going to take a while. And if I'm going to make a film, which like, that's the goal, where am I going to get all the money? Where am I going to get the team? Where do I, I don't know. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I didn't know the answer right. to that when I start, when I announced this record either, I was like, okay, do you guys trust me? You guys trust me to figure this out? I don't know what I'm doing. Pre-order. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. 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 So I'm like in the similar boat now with like, creating a film out of a book let's get this book done let's get the story finished like i'm i'm telling you like today before i hopped on this call i finished up our writing like an editing session and i finally was able to step back because i got a piece of it done that i've been working on for quite a while i was like okay nice this is starting to come into focus i'm starting to get excited about this uh so let's see what happens from there but uh there's a real specific story being told here that i think is in a unique enough world uh granted like again when you say the word cyberpunk you say the word dystopian you know there's a lot of media out there Mm -hmm. that have really defined those terms and those genres so how do you make something that sits inside those genres but is still occupying its own space inside of it that's the biggest challenge because it's like there are enough films and shows and books out there that have been made over recent history decades past 
that have done a lot of cool, unique things that you don't want to repeat. Like right. there's a metaverse concept here. Okay. What did ready, ready player one do that we don't want to do the exact same thing. In it. Right. Yeah, sure. yeah. You know, Blade Runner. Now I'm a huge Blade Runner fan, both films, mm-hmm. you know, of course that's an inspiration because it's amazing. And anyone who loves this stuff starts there. And with 1984 yeah. and brave new yeah. world, you know, and a few other pieces of media that we all know and love. How do you take that stuff that inspires you and run with it and carry the torch and make something that's different enough that's fresh, that feels new? So that's where the jury's still out. Let's see if I was able to to have enough in this that like kind of pays homage a little bit or pays honor to uh, you know, the, the pioneers of these genres that I'm operating right. inside of. Just like metal music, right? Like yeah. you know, I can list off all the bands that I'm inspired by. Well, yeah, it's kind of the same part, thing. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same, same thing. Idea. Omni Part One, and Part Two. Does is, is that have a, a unique enough sound as compared to all this other stuff? I mean, I would argue that it does, but I'm biased. Right. But I can tell you that that's the intention. Sure. So, like, mm-hmm. I find that intention has a lot to do with it. So I'm like, hundred percent. Well, I'm back to that authenticity aspect yeah. of what we were talking about previously. Um, I think the most, like, the biggest thing is is even just you saying, you know, way back at the beginning of this conversation, um, the idea of uh, I'm a writer first and, and having that perspective, I think, is so important because um, I think that allows you to be able to do that. You know, it allows you to be able to, oh. to, to think of things like, okay, I don't have to be shackled into doing this musically i can do you know i'm doing music and that's that's the paintbrush i'm using or the that's the pen i'm using to write this part of it and Mm -hmm. but i'm a writer using music as my communication device for this piece and i'm going literary with this piece doing a book and that's going to turn into a visual piece where i'm going to use this medium to do that but always having that idea that you're a writer first, I think is probably the most, like the most important thing that you were able to do. Um, a lot of us in, you know, we form bands and everything and we never kind of like take stock into that. Like it's only been in the last couple of years, even like with me where I've been like, am I a songwriter? Am I a singer? Am I a guitar player? I'm, what do I do best? I communicate. Okay, so I'm a communicator. And sometimes I use song for that. And sometimes I use a podcast for that. And sometimes I'm singing to do that. And some, you know, um, being able to kind of like go, here are all my interests and here are all the places I like to have my hands and here are all the artistic mediums that I like to play in. But here's what my voice is. Mm-hmm. And then I can aim to all those things just allows you to, uh, widen that scope and not box yourself in. I think that's I think that's so important, um, and why everything that you're doing is turning out as good as it, as it's turning out too. You know, because it allows yeah, you to kind of step sure. out of it. You know, yeah. well, it's been Andrew- a long and winding road for me because what you just articulated is probably the hardest part of doing anything meaningful creatively, and that is determining your focus. Right. What what am I good at? What do I want to accomplish in light of that? You know, it takes forever to figure that stuff out, and you can't just sure. answer it usually. And it changes. Yeah, you know, it evolves. It and it, yeah, 
Yeah. And and usually you just have to like dive in and figure it out. And mm-hmm. and that's really what I did when I started playing music is I didn't know how to do a band. I didn't know how to do anything. Right. I not how to write a song or I mean I still don't know how to write a song, you know? Right. Like I just <laughs> right. I just know what I like. So I just assemble a team and say, let's do this because I think it's awesome. You know what I yeah. mean? Can you help me do this? Guitar guy, can you help me do this? Drum guy, you know yeah. what I mean? Can you help me do this? Producer guy. And it just all sort of mushes together. And I'm like, ah, no, don't play that. Play this. You know what I mean? And it just works. So, but figuring out what you want and figuring out what you can and can't do inside of that and having a sort of realistic perspective yeah. on yourself on that those are the hardest things yeah and, oh, you, absolutely. You, you just dive in and you just do it and if if what you do the first time is at least sort of good then maybe that'll afford you the opportunity to do it again do it again and then the second time you do it you'll get better at it right um writing fiction is pretty foreign to me i've written 11 books um but i haven't written a lot of fiction i wrote one fiction book many years ago ironically for another record that i never released um i learned a lot and right i know i learned that i really like writing fiction but i haven't tried to do it since and so i liked the challenge of doing that and i know a lot about uh storytelling and about dramatic structure and character development and dialogue and um you know plays and how they're how they're structured um enough to kind of weave my way through this process I've learned a lot again, and yeah. um, hopefully I'll continue to get better at it. But uh, you kind of just learn by doing all this stuff. You know, you yeah. ask any like music producer that's gone into their music. I'm sure, like if they're seasoned and they've made records that you know of and have done anything, they'll be able to articulate why they made certain decisions and why they did certain things the way that they did. But they probably didn't know how to articulate that when they first started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of it was just gut. I've been listening to uh, a couple of interviews with Rick Rubin. And uh, yeah, I've been referencing a lot. Yeah. And and he's one of the things he said the same thing you said, where he was like, someone asked him like how he, how he, why he thinks he's been able to tap into things that have made people happy and have reached people and stuff. And he was like, I've never made a record for anyone other than me my whole life. Yeah. I saw that on Instagram. (laughs) Right. I saw that. that. I was like, I saw that I recently. Like, yes. Yeah. It was, it yeah. was just and, up yeah. there. Yeah. Me too. And it was so validating to hear someone that I like, you know, idolize so much. Yeah, say yeah, something yeah. that I've been saying for a very long time. But right. like, I got to tell you, when I heard him say it, it's not that that was the first time I heard someone else say that. You know what I mean? Right. And it's not like I think I invented that because obviously I didn't, you know, right, that right, idea. Right. But I know that, like, it's been validated for me. That's the only reason yeah, why I right. say that and put it out there. Absolutely. Because, for whatever reason, every single time I try to write for other people, it sucks. Or it's mediocre. Or it falls flat. But every time I'm like, nope, I'm going to make something that's for me. And then screw everybody else. And if they like it, cool. If they don't, I don't care. I made something I like. Every time yeah. I do that, more people like it. Yeah. Right. So to hear well, him, he, he was more eloquent about the way he said that. But <laughs> well, but that's like, exactly oh why gosh. that's why that's why I harped on it when you said it was because yeah. I immediately was like, that's what I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and again, hearing him say it too was it was the same thing for me. It was hearing him say it and going, damn it. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. he didn't invent that either, that concept. Right. Sure. But right. He's made a lot of records that we probably both really love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So when somebody who's worked on a lot of stuff and who consistently puts out is involved in things that are genius. Yeah. You know, you listen. <laughs> well, <laughs> right. Any, anytime someone that's done something more than me says something that I agree with, I'm very excited about it. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, good. Good. I was right. Because <laughs> you're clearly right. <laughs> I remember. This is a quick story, a Rick Rubin story. I remember I was sitting with my band in this restaurant in LA on Sunset, and uh, Rick Rubin and Tom Morello were sitting at a booth like right across the room. Oh, and we saw him, and we were just like, Oh my gosh, we gotta go say hi! Yeah, so like after the after we were done, they were still over there. And like you gotta understand, you feel like such a knob. Oh know, yeah, absolutely. Someone else's meal, but like, how do you not? You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And like, so one of the other Did guys you apologized when you walked up. Yeah, I I, 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 I think I didn't even say anything. Like right. one of the other guys in the band was like even more excited than I was, and I think he was the one that talked to them. Yeah. And I just sort of stood there with him, you know. But it was like, hey, guys, sorry to interrupt. We're big fans type of thing. And they were like, oh, cool, man. Thanks. Thanks. You know, whatever. But yeah. it was like, wow. Right. Right yeah. there. You know what That's, I mean? You're and, real. And, you, and you're talking <laughs> and you're talking Tom Morello and Rick Rubin. Right. Like yeah. one of those alone I'm, would just be like, right. yeah. whoa. Yeah. But the two of them together, that's that's wild. I'd sit there the whole time going like, what are they talking about? <laughs> are they gonna do something i want to hear what they do yeah i've had these strange brushes with a lot of my heroes over the years and um it's largely been the same experience over and over again people are usually pretty cool you yeah. just have to approach them like respectfully and if right. you are like interrupting them or anything you gotta like be humble about it you know, like, dude i'm so sorry to interrupt like yeah no, yeah, you can't you can't be like asking for pictures or autographs or anything. It's just like if they're in the middle of like eating yeah. food, like right. Yeah, yeah. Just much. say something, have a nice day, and get out. Yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, Andrew, we've taken up a lot of your time. We're and cutting into yeah. your and it's Super, Super Bowl, Bowl Sunday. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you for hanging out with us, dude. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me, guys. Always as always. Oh you, yeah, doors always open. For, for, for real. Let's do it again. I would love to do it next time I have something relevant to talk about. So Heck hopefully yeah. that'll be pretty soon. And yeah, keep uh, you know keep your eyes on on kind of our media because I'll be talking about we will be talking about the book when it, it's out. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, the next I'm like excited. I'm going to be an early next, order on the book, hundred percent. So upcoming pieces of the puzzle right now. Uh, as of this release of this episode, we have a brand new limited variant uh vinyl variant of the uh omni double album that we have just dropped uh basically it, it will have been first available for the live stream attendance of our album release show so if you're seeing this on march 1st grab a ticket come watch us live and then you can uh, pick up a copy the limited copy i don't know if they'll sell out or not um of the new omni vinyl variant uh nice. it's a, it's a, just Jump a special it. short run of vinyl the last one we're going to do for for omni because the others have all sold out 
basically. So uh, we're excited about that. And then the next piece of music that's coming out, we're going to release Omni Part 2 Instrumental to streaming here uh, in April. Nice. Uh, and then in May, you know, hopefully I'll be announcing the Omni Storybook release. Um, hopefully even before I'll be announcing it. It just depends awesome. on how fast the editing process Fingers goes. crossed. So that's the next piece of the puzzle of the world building for Omni will be that book. And it's a short read. I mean, it's, it's like, you know, 200 pages plus, um, you can read it in a weekend for sure. And you know, it's hopefully a page turner and, uh, it's, it's a piece of fiction that goes along with Omni part one. Uh, and then from there, you know, we'll be playing some more shows throughout the year and in the next year, uh, retiring the old material not quickly but like you know this round of shows will be the last time that we play the the old material and then the plans after that man is the way i feel right now is we want to move right into omni part three i already have ideas for that nice that's awesome that will be a single album and uh i'm i'm very excited about what that will entail and the the direction i'm leaning right now will be viewing the story that's sold in part one through the lens of those that are resistant to what is happening, because that's the part of the story that has not been told yet. We've been looking through the lens of, you know, the bad guys. Man. And then, and then through one guy who's like sort of in the middle and caught up in all of it, yeah. but, you know, not necessarily representative of the bad guys. And then we want to look at those that would resist. So, it's not as it's not as cut and dry as bad guys and good guys, but right, yeah, it's, it's great. in a sense it is. So yeah, all right, guys, thanks for having me. Happy Super Bowl! Yeah. And thank uh, you so much. Uh, let everybody know. Guys. Let everybody know one more time where they can find everything. Yes, just go to our website, project86.com. You can see music videos and where to stream and where to buy vinyl and merch and more there. We'll have links in the description. We'll have everything there. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out. And everybody at home, remember to ask yourselves every single day, what is that important thing? What is that thing for you? What is your Omni? What is your yeah. thing that takes you out of your dystopia? What is that question for you? What's the question? Andrew, do you remember what that question is? What is your bacon? He knows. Yeah. Oh, man. I like talking with Andrew. Dude, he's so much fun. He's he so is, cool. He is so much fun to talk to. He is... Uh, I, I love I love the the fact that he's already like, yeah, we're gonna look at this from this lens and whatnot, and that that's a thing that I've actually I've talked about, you know, in in my my recording or my writing of this concept record is is mm -hmm. uh, actually uh, sort of a um, one of the tools that I'm thinking about using is actually numbering songs. Okay. And having the song num the the number within the song title. This way, if later on, like let's just say I want to do an EP, but it's from a different character or a sub character or something like that. Oh, you can grab it. It could be those. like it could be like uh you know, track three point one mm. or cool. three point two or oh, whatever that's, it that's is. Cool. Yeah, like and that. then kind of put things in between. I my brain melted when he was like oh yeah the whole record that i've been working on for the past two years is from one perspective but the book i've been working on for from the past another two perspective years, it's from a whole other perspective and i was like what did you just say yeah 
because that I I can't shit. I <laughs> yeah, I can't organize ingredients. Right. <laughs> you know, that's uh, you know, I I don't even know how to articulate, and I'm good at that. <laughs> how to you that thought process? Yeah, that blows me away. Very. That's exciting. like genius level shit right there. For sure. I I, like, uh... I look at. I see this from Mike. I'm holding up his storyboard, right? How many of these do you think he has after two years? Oh, oh, he, yeah. It, and it then, fills up a, a whole bedroom wall, I'm sure. And then two different perspectives. Right. This shit's got a, it's, it, he's got the red there's, yarn there's going from, right, yeah. So it's got to look like a, a detective show where like the red yarn yeah, is connecting yarn. this yeah. person to this person and there's, photographs and yeah. evidence I, I i'm in awe i'm in I, awe of, dude, of what he's doing I'm blown away I'm, by that i'm so excited for whatever so is cool. about to come uh guys if you like this episode and you like the things that we're doing always remember to just give those five star reviews give those likes give those subscribes yeah. give those follows all those things they cost you zero but it helps us Big greatly zero if you want to help us a little bit more Go to baconismypodcast.com because mm -hmm. we have some pr pretty sweet swag. We do. We've got cool sponsors shirts. there. Uh, the, we've got all these great coupon codes that are going to get you the best deals out there for different awesome, you know, manscaping or grillings or sodas. Cook your food. All the things. Take so go ahead. Baconismypodcast.com. The portal to everything, including our music. Bacon is my passion. If you want to spend a little money. Oh, yeah. You can uh, on Bacon is my podcast or Bacon is my uh, yeah Bacon is my podcast yeah, yeah. You can actually uh, donate some money if you want to. But if you like, if you're like, I want to do it more than once, and I want to do it in small amounts, just a little bit here and there, so I don't feel it, but it helps the shit out of you guys. You can go to our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Bacon is my pod. No, fast. Yeah, <laughs> and you can join one of the tiers, any one of the tiers. Um, the first, what, first week is free? First two yeah. weeks are free? First week is, first free, week is free at the top tier on the Bib Squad tier. Yeah. Uh, you'll get a bunch of extra episodes. You'll get some uh, extra content. You'll get to go live with us every week. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. So definitely yeah. check that out. If you want to find out anything about me personally, you can find me over at Jimmy G's Shoes on all the socials. My band Craving Strange can be found at cravingstrange.net. We got lots of stuff coming out this year. Uh, or maybe, maybe, hopefully this year. We got at least something coming out this yes. year. Yes. Something's happening. We're doing so it. follow us. Talk to me. Let me know. Let me know what you want. And uh, maybe we'll see what we can make happen. Um, so CribbyStrange.net. That'll take you to all of our socials and all that stuff. Or you can always, once again, communicate with me uh, over at BaconIsMyPodcast.com. Yeah. Or on any of the social medias, hashtag What's Your Bacon. You can find us there, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, how about you, bud? Personally, at me, my own self, Mike, on all the socials. My band, Something Heavy, we're in the middle of recording some stuff. Some acoustical mm -hmm. albums, uh, EP, I don't know. We, we're just kind of rewriting songs, reimagining songs. I like it. Making them, stripping them down. Incubus doing is reimagining songs. Yeah, yeah. So we're doing that. And uh like Incubus. At Something Heavy Music. And uh, always remember to ask yourself one super important question. There's one really important question. There is. There is. That you should be asking yourself every single day. Uh, oh, is the oven still on? That's not it. Oh. I mean, that's important. But that's no, it's definitely important. Oh, what's your bacon? Yeah, what's your bacon? Well,
Peace. Always.